0: You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott.
1: Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. On this episode, the Utes get a big win over Arizona State Sun Devils, and we look ahead as Utah takes on the Beavers of Oregon State, I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And back from sunny Lake pal, Scott. How back, baby. You're looking, Let's go. Pretty, looking pretty tan, my friend. I bronzed up for you, just for you. And the in-laws.
0: <laughs> did you listen to last week's? I did listen to last week's. <laughs> yeah, you guys are a piece of work. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> If you don't want to be talked about, never leave town.
2: Yeah, that's what I've determined. Is <laughs> I'm excited to be here because now I can defend myself. And oh, <laughs> well,
0: like you, like it hasn't happened to me when I'm not here, and rightfully
2: <laughs> take up all the time talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. We you know that's already expected, and you have to make up for time you lost last. Yeah, day.
2: I didn't. I didn't have a chance to. Putting my thoughts together for uh, for the last podcast. so You're going to get two for one today. Just
0: what our listeners want. <laughs>
2: We're going to do a little recap of SUU. <laughs> Cam and Ryan totally forgot a lot of things, so I've got notes here. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs>
1: Let me open up my, my Excel document. Uh, it's good to have you back, Scott. It's good to be here. I really wanted to Herm Edwards you right on <laughs> during the
0: podcast. I wish you would have tried. <laughs> you, you talked about it, but you didn't do it. <laughs> You were unable to receive text messages. Check your phone now. <laughs>
1: Kay, real quick on her. Did you guys hear during the broadcast that they were saying it's still not finalized? Yeah. <laughs> Whether he's fired or resigned. Well, and then they, they <laughs> but Quentin
0: Jackson's a receiver, so give me a break. <laughs> they followed it up with, well, the
2: language has not been determined. I'm like, oh, there must be a, he must be threatening a lawsuit or how something. Do you,
1: how do you get rid of a CEO? Payout. The board has to vote. Paying millions of dollars <laughs> to <laughs> go away. They have to have a stockholder meeting. <laughs> All right. Utah gets the big win uh over Arizona State, 34 to 13. But can I just say Utah's freaking cursed down in Sun Devil Stadium or whatever it's called? A huge blow. Brant Keithy lost for the season. Bummer.
2: Absolute so bummer. Awkward.
1: Well, and the thing that's sucks is last time Utah was there, 2018. When we when Utah lost Huntley, lost Zach Moss, there's just something about that place I well, hate.
2: Heck, we almost lost both of them at home against ASU a few years ago too. It's yeah, it's the reason we hate
0: ASU. It's just too bad. It's just a freak accident. All I did was trying to spin out of a tackle, and boom, it was. I re, I had to rewind it like five times, and I still
1: can't figure out when it happened. I think it was just right. Was it when he was, after
2: he caught it and was trying to juke? Because it looked like as soon as he kind of completed that spin, he kind of just, that leg just like stopped. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, he didn't have to push off with it anymore. And it looked like it was before contact. Yeah. I mean, and obviously we are not doctors, but. But we play one on the podcast. <laughs> according to WebMD. No, kidding. <laughs> He's dying tomorrow. <laughs> but I've I've always wondered about this non-contact Knee injuries, right? Just something fluky, a little spin, just a little tweak of landing on it weird, and it goes. Does that mean that even if it didn't happen in that moment, in the you know the next, the next play, at some point in the next little while, it was that close to going? Yeah, was That's it just I, gonna go anyway. A
1: week. That's or what or I've heard. Injured? Is it's like it was already like a little bit injured or weak, like what you're saying, Ryan. That kind of causes it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either.
2: And I, I'd be curious to if if it's just a fluky thing and it just the torque, the position just causes it to go, or if it was kind of already weakened and head in that direction one way or another. I don't know, but all I can say is Utah's offense is going to look oh. drastically different.
1: Just it was a gut gut punch to the fan base. I'm sure the team is just feeling it, but they got to move on, right? And I know Ryan, you were. Tweeting this out during the game, you know, next man up. So who is that? Is it is it automatically Yasmin?
2: Yeah, I mean, Whittingham said as much today. Yaz is the next guy up.
0: Um, I mean, you're not going to be able to replace Keithy. Uh, no, right? no one's going to replace Keithy. He's a he's a he's a talent, and uh, you really just can't replace that. What, what he gives to that offense. Because well, he can line up in so many different yeah, positions. Yeah, and that's
2: the thing, is he's not just a tight end. You're yeah. not just replacing your top tight end. You're replacing a guy who plays in the slot, who can block, who can... Go out go wide. Go out wide. Mm-hmm. He, heck, he can run sweeps. I mean, and and at all of those various positions, he has the defense's attention, number one, every time. And now, the, def- the these defenses are going to be able to focus elsewhere which primarily is going to be on Kincaid at this point. So, I mean, I know it, it, it's been awesome having two guys and they kind of trade each other off, right? If one defense is really focused on one guy, the other guy can go off.
0: It's not going to be the case anymore. Kincaid is going to get all the attention. Mm-hmm. The receivers have got to step up and and Cam's got to look at them more often, which he he's done a little bit more in the last two games but it also adds reluctantly it also adds uh some pressure to to Yasmin i mean he had a heck of a run and cat catch and run after uh keithy left the game he bowled over a couple of guys and
2: well, and he talked about in the post game uh, um with bill riley that ultimately you know his whole his whole career his whole growing up has been based off rugby and he says i'm very comfortable and i'm used to the ball in my hands the part, the hard part, is going to be getting the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. right, and getting open consistently, being a good enough target, being a consistent target where you can pull in these balls. And then, yeah, I mean, once he does it, he's a big boy. He's got, he's got good speed. We saw the tackles that he broke against ASU on that. What was it, a sixty-some odd yard play down the sideline? So the potential's there, but it just nobody's nobody. Is coming
1: close to replacing Key. No, no, no. I think the thing with Yasmin is we just don't know what, what Utah has in him, right? We haven't really seen him. I think uh, in the ASU game was really the first action, like real action we've seen him other than garbage time. Uh and so it will be how's his route running? How is he catching the ball out in the flat? Type of things like that. Question, I have questions for Yasmin. Uh the other one I'm another guy I'm really interested to see if he gets playing time is that McLean transfer. Yeah, and, and uh, Kyle did mention he's going to have a bigger role. Yeah, he's essentially now probably the next guy off the bench. And I think a guy that maybe Utah wasn't expecting to use this season, uh, maybe in, in in next season, uh, so that will be interesting to kind of see his role develop and, and kind of see what, what depth Utah has, right? And that's one thing that Utah has kind of hung their hat on is the depth at the tight, tight end room. Now we're going to see it. And
2: we're going to see it, and we're going to see – what can be done behind the scenes to make Dallin Holker eligible right now? <laughs> Bring that BYU Campton on down, baby. You're,
0: you're up. How ironic is it that he leaves and his dad says he wants to be go to a school that's going to utilize his talents?
2: Well, A-Rod's offense is not doing so. I mean, they're not even—they're not even uh, Isaac Rex. They're not even utilizing him right now. Not that we need to talk about BYU because that's where the ratings plummet. <laughs> but it—but—but but I think the thing. Obviously, you're going to lose the production from Keithy, and but I just think you're going to see this offense look a lot different. You're, I don't think you're going to see us in the bunch formation as much as we have done. You know, with. 2 3 sometimes even 4 tight ends on the field. You saw that in the second half without Keithy. We were going 3 wide, 4 wide. Yep. Um with the wide outs and I think obviously it'll be interesting to see what Ludwig comes up with in in these next few games and and what is the what is the direction are they they're going to go? Is it going to be spreading guys out more? Which there's aspects of that I really like. There's aspects of of the bunch that Utah's been very effective and productive with over the last season and a half. So, I'm I'm really interested to see what Ludwig does here.
1: Well, you know, one thing we haven't talked about with the with missing out Keithy is what we'll do the wide receivers. Now, I mean, we mentioned Vele and and Enos, but now I think you're going to have to rely more on Dixon, Money Parks. Maybe we'll be a, a little bit more featured. Dixon's going to get more
0: sweeps
2: now. He's going <laughs> to average six sweeps a game. <laughs> I, I, I'm still in the belief that the dude can learn a second play. <laughs> I think he's got it in him. Give him an option to run a different fifth, route.
1: Fifth year in the program, you hope he has a second play. Let's
2: get that second play going.
0: <laughs> we joke, but but really, every time he's in the game, that's what they do. And ASU still couldn't stop it. <laughs> He scored a touchdown. Oh my gosh! ASU's a disaster. But but you're right, Cam. The how does that affect the wide receivers? But also, does it play a a, a role, or does it affect the running game? Because you lose you lose a tight end now. Keithy wasn't a huge blocker when it comes to the running game because he's because he's lined up in different places. But at times he was. I mean, they'd bring him in motion. And he'd block an end. He, he, you know what? Um, I don't think Keithy got enough credit for his blocking. The dude was good. Yeah. I mean, he would
2: drive guys back, create lanes. He's better than Kincaid. I mean, Kincaid,
0: Kincaid whiffed on that touchdown the, well, run. The non-touchdown run. He
2: didn't even touch anybody.
1: In the Florida game, there was a couple whiffs by Kincaid near the goal line.
2: And don't get me wrong. Kincaid, there's there's times where he is good, but yes. I, I just... I. I think Keithy doesn't get enough attention for how well he blocks. They're
0: probably right. So
2: does does that affect the running game? I think for sure it does because now it's one less weapon in the passing game that a defense doesn't have to worry about. They know Utah likes to run. And I I think I think you're going to see teams stack the box and make Utah beat you through the air. What what did Utah do to Oregon twice last year? They said this quarterback is awful. We're gonna make you beat us. They didn't let the ground game go get going in either of those two games. And guess what? Their quarterback could not beat, beat them. And I think teams are gonna do that exact same thing to Utah now. Stack the box. We don't believe your wideouts are good enough. And if we if 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 Kincaid's getting bracket coverage double teamed all night long. It's going to take him out of the game and his productivities. So it's going to be interesting to see what Ludwig does to offset this loss.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a huge blow across the board for the offense. They're I gonna... mean, if you think
2: about it, last year at this time, on the run for the Pac-12 title, Utah had Keithy and Britton Covey catching balls from rising. He's now got neither of them. Two very productive, very exciting players, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I don't know that we need to sound the alarm that the season's over and we're gonna be awful offensively, because I don't because there's still a ton of off there's still a lot of talent offensively, but I think more pressure is now on Cam Rising than than previously. Right, There was talk going into this season, Cam Rising could potentially be a Heisman contender, right? Through the first four games, has he been good enough to be a Heisman contender? No. 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 He is not. He's, he, I mean, I, I'd argue he's not even good enough to make second
0: team All-Pac-12 a quarterback. At or times, 13. he looks very good, but at other times, you're like, dude, what was that throw? I mean, there's been multiple games where he in down inside the red zone where he throws a pass that you're like, why did you did you not see that guy? Well, the on the goal line late in the game on fourth down,
2: he's going to for Kincaid mm-hmm. along the back of the end zone, but just throws it at such a low level. This linebacker should have picked it, dropped it, but
1: well, and then the one Kincaid's touchdown should have been a pick too. Kincaid yeah. kind of stole it from the corner. Yeah,
2: it. I don't know. It uh, definitely he he he's had moments, and obviously we saw it in the Florida game that's what it cost us the game, right? Just forcing things that don't need to be forced. So, with that being said, could this injury to Keithy in the long run help Rising?
0: Yeah, I think it could. I think there's the potential that you know it makes him take the focus off of one guy. I mean. It's natural that you're going to look for Keithy a lot, because he's sure-handed, he's open, but on the flip side, maybe this makes him, you know, spread the ball around more, get, get the wide receivers involved more, and, I mean, I'm no offensive coordinator, but I just had a thought. Jackson now moving from wide receiver to running back. I know where you're going.
2: I know where you're going. I laid in bed Saturday night having this same thought.
0: Oh, wait. Let me see if we're having the same thought here. Jaquindon moves to running back, and he actually did, did a decent I job. Thought I thought he pretty looked, looked pretty good back there. It yeah. has some nice moves and some speed and some size. What if you move Bernard to Keithy's role?
1: interesting okay that was not my thought that was not where i was going i yeah i i was thinking or you're gonna say moving to tight end
0: well i bernard may not
1: be big enough to move jackson
0: to to, to tight end that's what i thought you were gonna go which is i think that could be a pop i don't know how good his route running and catching skills are i
2: don't know that we want him to be learning all these various positions he's
1: he's the new swift army knife swift swiss army knife Swift the Swiffer?
2: <laughs> I said.
1: Swiss.
0: <laughs> Do you want? Should we rewind that? Here, here's my thought, though. I mean, Bernard we know can run routes. He can catch the ball. He's not as big as for in the blocking game as as Keithy would have been. But now you've got an extra running back. Why not utilize someone with good hands, good route running skills in that position? I wouldn't. I- that is an interesting thought and
2: I would not put it past because I think Ludwig really likes Bernard. Mhm. And and he's he's got a skill set that's unique from all the other running backs like you said. And I would not be surprised to see him his role increase. But I I don't know. Do you think he could pull that
0: off? Maybe not so much the bunch formations if it comes to blocking because he's just not as big and strong as Keithy is probably but when you line up in the slot or out wide or the sweeps he's fast enough
2: he is fast he's got great speed ah
0: you know what alright call it in (laughs) Ludwig on the speed (laughs) dial have you thought about this yo dog? No, but you know what?
2: So going back to Jaquin, they gotta be coming up with trick plays now. Yes. You got a running back who is a quarterback in the backfield slash no, wide receiver. Yeah, and <laughs> and according to ESPN, he's only a wide out. Oh my gosh. Did those guys do any research on that game? It was so it was bad. Awful. They they literally made it sound like Utah's whole team are walk ons. And everybody has is playing a position they were not recruited to play. <laughs> it was so bad. Call get a Rod on the phone. Half of half of a Rod's playbook is trick plays. <laughs> Say hey, can you you want to photocopy a few of them? Send them our way. We'll Venmo you for these plays. And let's uh, let's, let's let Jaquin throw a little bit out of the backfield. I like it.
1: I like it. Uh, we're up against a break, uh, but when we come back, let's let's really dive into this game against Arizona State So before we went to break, we're talking about Jackson moving from quarterback to uh, running back. And honestly, I love the attitude because he just wants to play, and I know Ryan and I were joking the week before because against SUU. He was playing uh, special teams and had two penalties, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Why is your what, quarterback on special what teams?" What were the
2: What were the penalties?
1: There was like a what was a hold, oh. and the other one was on sportsman-like conduct. Really, <laughs> like yeah, a, a late feisty. hit, yeah. Um, but I I love it because it really just shows that he's all in on this team. The new era of college football, rise, You do especially quarterback position, and it's kind of funny because he did this at Texas. But it's like you don't get playing time, you're gonna leave. And I love this mentality that he just wants to get on the field. The more reps you can get, the better you're gonna be. And I just I love that at this attitude, team first. And I love him well, he's in the running back. Like, he's he, he's a he lot bursts. like solo,
2: you know, he's just all about the team. Um and just that's what's most important. And he puts the team above himself.
1: For how big he is, he runs so like smooth and, no, and quick he's got it's, burst. It's, it's pretty cool. Um,
0: this is kind of off-topic, but did you notice that they brought Nate Johnson as the, as the third-string oh, quarterback? Oh, I saw him with the vest doing the hand signals. Yep,
2: I like it. I like it. He's the future. Probably the future as of next season, unless, unless Cam Rising comes back. Quick, quick poll. What are the
0: odds Rising's back next year? Based off. If the play continues to be as average as it has been so far, I'd say he's back.
1: I think he's back.
0: Does Rising
1: and Keithy come back next
0: year? Keithy's the question. I don't know, dude.
1: I And I, I honestly don't think that he's even thought about it. I'm hearing about package it. deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Keithy's probably even thought about it. Um, I would be very surprised if he's back, though.
0: I mean, given the fact that he came back this year to get more experience and get more of his abilities on film for the NFL, and now that's not going to happen. There's a chance, but then he's another year older. No, and that's the thing. He's 23. If he comes back next year, he's
2: going into the draft at 24, which does not bode well, but there's a reason he came back this year, right? Because he was not getting the grade he obviously wanted. Mm -hmm. Now losing the year with an ACL injury...
0: And even are I you don't gonna th- be a hundred percent healthy I mean, going I, into an NFL camp next year? You
2: never know. Maybe somebody could fall in love with him, give him a fifth or sixth round pick, bring him in. But I think I think probably best case scenario for him at this point coming off that injury is free agent. hmm And and yeah. if if and he, he could, if he, he could, could come back for one more year, stay healthy, put more game tape together. Does that offset his age? I don't know,
0: but but then you risk what happened again this year. I mean, you risk you come back, you injury. I mean, football the the risk for being injured hey, is all over the place. Maybe but. he
1: had an insurance policy. I mean, look at his at his twin brother, who's had to retire because yep. of injury. So I I am curious if that kind of plays a factor. Yeah, could. Um, but honestly, I don't personally. I don't think he's even thought about it. I mean, his whole world has got turned upside down.
2: No, and there uh, there's plenty of time for those types of decisions to come, but it is a possibility. Don't throw it out there we may we
0: may we could see those guys back from a fan standpoint. You'd love them both to come back and have that experience going into another season, especially opening up with Florida coming here next year.
2: Do you see what Whittingham had to say today that uh Jaquayden, Jake Jake? He's now, he's now number four in the running back spot. Yeah, poor Charlie Vincent. And Charlie Vincent gets pit, pushed to fifth. Ricky Parks. You're telling me Ricky Parks is now sixth, which at one point without Curry getting injured means he would have been seventh on the depth chart? Did Ricky Parks, did his legs fall off?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting.
2: That guy was so highly recruited when we got him. And you're telling me he, he's behind a walk-on in Vincent? That's nuts. That is crazy. And that's not a shot of Vincent or anything else. It's just it's just a surprise at how highly he was recruited and where he is. I mean, I don't even see him on special teams. You're telling me Sharif Shaw can't count on you? <laughs> when are we talking about special teams? Oh, boy. It we reared get, its head again. Kick the ball
1: out of the end zone.
2: We need a new special teams coordinator.
1: I'm saying it. I'm so, shot ain't it. I'm so done with this whole analytics of kicking it to the one-yard line because it doesn't work for Utah.
2: It works sometimes, but it's not consistent.
1: Maybe one out of every five, it works.
2: Well, and, I mean, Arizona at ASU... Their points and their drives were spearheaded off of those
1: yes. returns. Short fields because of special teams. I'm
0: just like, are, the same thing happened. Why, why are we doing this over and over again? At the end of the San Diego State game, they only scored a touch. The only They only got on the board because we fumbled a punt. Special teams just
2: continues. And I won't say, I mean, it's not these glaring, at least punts aren't being blocked, right? So there is some improvement but it's just not a well-oiled machine mm, like it no. used to be. Special teams used to be a machine at Utah. Well, All and, aspects of it.
1: And it's not good when your kicker is making those tackles. Although those were
0: both very good tackles. <laughs> well, it's because he's 30 years old. <laughs> oh,
1: Redding had it.
0: <laughs> was it Redding? It was Redding.
1: Yeah, on the second one I know Redding had the tackle. Oh, great.
0: So now we have a, we have a kicker controversy. <laughs> Well, that's because noise kicked two out of bounds in the SUU game. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I
1: want to go back to the offense real quick and oh. just talk about <laughs> red zone. Utah struggles again in the red zone, and I don't know what is going on.
0: They're taking notes from the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's like
1: Cam is staring down receivers.
0: But they can't even, not, they can't well, even get the run game sharp. going. No. And, there's, and there's
2: not a lot of creativity. No, and, there's and not. And that might come as the season wears on, as they continue to open the playbook. But I just think...
1: Well, either they get too cute or way too predictable. There's nothing in the well, middle.
2: I, I think the only time they've gotten too cute was at Florida on the two-point conversion. I mean, outside of that, it's just hand the ball off or throw it across the middle. You know, we don't throw any fades to our tall wideouts.
0: That's the thing that, yeah, why why run these crossing patterns in the in the short field or short space when you can get a one-on-one well, with a 6-5 receiver? Especially
2: in a lot of those cases the defense is just zoning off and they're just passing mm-hmm. these crossing r- wideouts to each other you're not getting any separation as a result. And I, I would say the offensive line isn't getting great push. In those situations we continue to have third and shorts that go nowhere and then how many times did we go for it on fourth down in this? I'd say at least 4. Went for went for it on fourth down four times, converted 3. It's a good percentage, 3 of 4. But but the fact that you're having to mm-hmm. go for it that often because you can't pick up 1 yard or 2 yards on third down consistently that's that's a problem. And again, as we've talked about, now now Keithy's out, now the is the box going to be stacked even more so in the run game, making it even more difficult. So there's a number of things that need to be addressed, and obviously every team is doing that. There's no there's no team outside of Georgia and Alabama right now that are, you know, pretty much have it all figured out. Yeah, they're perfect in every aspect. There were
0: actually a couple was not there a couple of fourth downs we were going to go for it and we had penalties. That yes, yeah, there's knocked there's, us back 5 one, yards eight, so they Daniels, punted or Daniels had one sides.
2: and I believe a, was it a wide out that had, yes. had another one? Yes. Yes. Um So I mean with that with that said, I mean obviously I think they're they're going to continue to get better at these things, but it is a concern. It is a concern you can't pick up short yardage gains when you need them, and and the red zone just continues to not be good. I mean, really, Utah should have probably put close to 60
1: points on the board. Yeah, for how dominant they were in this game, there was a lot of sloppiness um, on the offense. Um, And then another thing we haven't talked about, and maybe this affected the red zone, Thomas sitting out all of the first half, and used kind of sparingly in the second half. And Kyle talked about in his Monday pressure that he's got to take care of business on and off the field.
0: On and off the field. Interesting. So, what's he not? I think it's pretty widely known that he's had trouble making him, making it to class. And that's probably what he's talking about off the yeah, field. Yeah. And, and,
2: and I, I, you know, I think we've all heard things. And, you know, I don't want to speculate because we don't know if it's complete factual. But I, I just—it sounds like he's not the greatest of teammates right now, and um, whether that's being selfish, just not being there for his teams, maybe causing problems that don't need to be caused. Um, and it well, let's let's be honest, this team doesn't need that crap.
1: Well, it's just crazy because the week prior, you know, his, his aunt who raised him passes away, um, and he has a phenomenal game. And granted, it's SUU, uh. But he had the chance to sit out, and he didn't. And you know, we gave him a lot of credit for for being that teammate. Um, and then to be, he just wanted to keep the su- the record going. Yeah. <laughs> to be suspended, I have a thought about that real quick. But to be suspended for a half or pretty much almost the whole game, um, things got to get cleaned up, as as Winningham said. So with with the touchdown streak. I, I kind of noticed when they did start using him, they got down towards the goal line, and they <laughs> didn't put him in. Or they, or, didn't or or they took him, or, him out. or Yeah, they said they didn't put him in, or if he was there, they didn't even run it with him. And so I, I wondered if that was on purpose.
2: Kyle's probably like, who's your daddy? <laughs> Who is your daddy? Say my name. Say my name, Tavion.
0: <laughs> he clearly trying to send a message, but if you... At halftime, that game was in hand, so why not send the message and say, you're not playing at all? Why let him come in for a few plays anyway? Well, and there's
2: the thought. Out there. With Tavion's situation and background, if you maybe turn your back on him, what what happens, right? I think he needs this program. He needs this structure in his life. And, um... and And I think Whittingham's been very good at that. he's you know taking guys and just helping them getting them mm-hmm. getting them on track, building them up um for when they do leave the program they graduate, they move on they're you know they they've kind of have got some things figured out in life and I think Whittingham's really good at that and which is great I mean that's part of his job is obviously to win games, but he's just like all these coaches they're there to help these guys grow up and mature and learn, and and I think that's what they're trying to do, kind of walking a, a fine line. But at the end of the day, his production does not take precedence over locker room issues, in my opinion. Because I don't think he's that productive to be allowed no. to cause these types of problems.
1: Well, and it's Winningham's program. I and mean, he, he runs it the way he's going to run it, right? I mean, that's one thing you can't fault with Winningham is how he how he runs his programs because the results are there um so we're up against a break when we come back we haven't talked about the defense let's jump into that all right utah's defense has a dominating performance holding arizona state to six rushing yards and granted you know a lot of that is because of the sacks and the pressure that they were applying in the backfield but to hold a Division One Power Five team to six rushing yards—that's out of this world.
0: That was the the lowest in their school history. Yep,
2: and third lowest uh, the Utah's has held an opponent. Pretty dominant. I mean, granted ASU is a disaster, but still, I mean,
0: they've got good talent. But when their quarterback has Bishop running full speed at twenty yards out and he doesn't move, <laughs> well, and that's what we.
1: What we talked about last
0: week. He essentially,
2: right? Yeah, he essentially gave Bishop like a ten second head start, <laughs> and he still didn't. It didn't even like. It's like he had a blindfold <laughs> on.
1: I I just want to say thank you for instant replay because Bishop <laughs> was almost tossed.
0: I thought he was gone. The first replay, I thought he did too. I saw both Scott and I, I go. Oh, he's gone. But then the more different angles, and then those guys, the, you know, the Wait, 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 about. wait, wait. Were you guys watching the game
1: together? <laughs> yeah. We're, is we're that Rio? why you weren't texting me? D- y- I was texting you guys through the whole game, and you weren't responding. That is, you texted, that like, is, once. You texted once. Wow. Thanks for the invite. Were you, were you at Rio Grande watching the game? <laughs> it's it's chips and queso night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, but Ryan and I talked about this on last week's episode that Utah was going to make Arizona's Arizona State beat them through the air. And that's exactly what they did. They shut down that rushing attack. They were in the backfield uh, every single play. And as much crap as we gave the front seven the first couple weeks. They're coming like, along, They have man. flipped a switch. They are rotating guys in and out and everyone's producing. It is so much fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it is fun to watch, and they have come a long way since that first game. Um, if there's anything that I want to nitpick, I would say it it's the coverage in the secondary at times. Of course, Ryan just goes right to negativity. <laughs> oh, come on. Honestly, they haven't been tested much the entire year no. so far. And there were, there were some plays... This past weekend that if it was a decent quarterback, he would have found guys open. They But he airmailed the f- several passes. No,
2: it's I mean, it's it's very it's it's very true. And I'm interested to see. I mean, you're going to get tested against USC mm-hmm. with Addison mm-hmm. at wide receiver um, Williams. Th- they're going to throw the ball all over the place. That's where you're gonna get tested. I don't think you're gonna get tested that that badly in this game against Oregon State. No, um, they're gonna want to run the ball like they did last year, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have their moments off play action where they're gonna throw the ball. And but but they're they're kind of like a lot like us. They want to establish the run. They want to control clock, and they want to just pound it. And we allowed them to do that last year, and that's why they beat us down. So I don't know that we're going to get necessarily tested a ton through the air, but that's a valid point. And you watch this game and when guys are catching passes or when the ball is sailing five yards over their head, because Emery Jones can't hit the (laughs) wide open receiver, they're open. Mm -hmm. We're trailing too much. We're given too much of a cushion. And that, Is that game plan? Is that just, what is that? What is that coming? What's the reason for that? I don't know. But it it is a little concerning because that game would have been different if Emory Jones could literally complete some very basic passes.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, one guy that was tested once, Clark Phillips on that pick. Oh, he broke on that. Oh, my goodness.
0: That was sexy. If it wasn't for the face mask, he would have scored. (laughs) That
1: <laughs> he jumped that so dang fast and just went up and got it. I
0: mean, you don't see
2: you don't see the, those types of interceptions very often no. on that type of just a, a a quick pass to the flat. You don't see that. I mean, that was that was super impressive. But it's it's Broughton, it's Vaughn, it's Mataeli. Those are the guys that are getting picked on. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it, it's not Phillips. It's not yeah. Phillips, and it's really not going to be Phillips. Now granted against USC he's going to be on uh, Addison. Mm-hmm. That could change cuz they're going to go at, they're going to go after Addison. But no, they're uh, going to
0: bracket Addison. They've got to. They've got to.
2: And and that'll be interesting in that game. I don't think we can keep Cole Bishop at the line of scrimmage. Cuz that's what we did and was in 2019 and they picked us apart. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You've got to get two safeties back there and not allow them over the top. Now, I know we're not focusing on USC right now, but that I don't know how much I love the one safety back 90%.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah goes more into a nickel look against uh, USC, something they really haven't done this year yet. Um, But sticking with this game, uh, Diabate didn't play. Uh Whittingham said they do expect him back this week, so that'll be big. But I mean Lander Barton continues to just grow into that linebacker role. And Gabe Reed, the that guy is just Keeps coming up strong. I know he's had some injuries. He's still not on the depth chart,
0: and he's making <laughs> plays
2: all over the field. And Keithy is still on the depth chart. <laughs> I, they've what updated that? it. They've what does updated that tell it. you? Don't pay attention to the depth chart.
1: Oh, they, Keithy is now removed oh, from it. They, they have. Up, they okay. had to wait for Winningham's official announcement.
0: Mm, okay. Right. But I do like Gabe Reed. I mean, he he has played almost better than Fillinger.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I would say no question. Now Van is picking it up though. I mean, he did have five tackles, two solo, um, and and it was he had some good pressures in the back. So I think he's after his slow start. The last couple of games, you're seeing yeah, him he's kind really of coming along. And,
1: well, and I wonder if it's because he's getting pushed because they're giving reps to Gabe Reed. They're giving more and more reps to, to Connor, Connor Tool. Tool. And I think that kind of that b- competition is. Is is breeding over and and forcing Billinger to really step up his game?
0: Oh, for sure, and yeah, I mean, if if Diabate comes back, which you know he was the starter, he's he's a good player, a lot of experience. Who who sits because Barton's playing well? Oh, it's, it's Karini Reed's playing well. It's Barton. I think
1: it's it's Barton. But I think it allows you though, because what you've seen out of Barton, uh, to to bring him in more. I think.
2: This year, assuming, assuming you're getting the production you need out of, uh, Diabate and he stays healthy and Karini Reed stays healthy, I think you could almost use, um, Barton this year, kind of like a Trevor Riley. Run him off, rush him off the edge at times and, and just drop kind him in the coverage. Kind too. of do that hybrid. I mean, he, he, when I watch him play, I, I just keep thinking it looks like Trevor Riley out there.
1: That's a really interesting comparison.
2: And and obviously he as Kyle said he's the future of this defense yeah. and and next year he will be the full-time starter if not sooner. But if if Diabate does take his place, which I think he will, and get him on the field in in some capacity just to just to just create some havoc in the in cuz he's a he's big, he's got long arms, he's quick. Get him rushing the quarterback from various places on the field. And that's what Trevor was so good at. Mm-hmm. But Karini Reed, he was all over the place. Yeah, he's turned into a good player. Led the team in tackles by a large margin.
1: Which is really good to see because we have seen Bishop leading in, in tackles every game. And I know that's one thing we've kind of harped on is that front seven needs to get more involved uh and and I, I this game you're seeing it you're seeing it especially against and I know we talk about how ASU is kind of down and then the troubles they're in they're still a division 1 P5 team there's still talent on that roster there are guys on that roster that Utah recruited and and the fact that they're turning this up as they're getting into the conference play I think is big and I don't care what ASU's record is. I don't care they don't have a head coach. They still have talent on that team. They do.
0: <laughs> a lot of them might transfer
1: before the end of the season.
2: And, but. I mean, and that was, not to dive back into the offense, but they were starting a number of guys in the secondary that are backups in that game. For ASU. For ASU. Yeah. And yet we still kind of struggled passing the ball at times and getting the separation. So, again, room for improvement. There's things that uh, they're going to continue to work on. But uh, but overall, I mean, the, this defense, this defense is coming along. How it started at Florida to how they are now, game four, drastically different, drastically different.
1: I think a lot of that has to do with the coaching staff, has to do a lot with Morgan Scally. 1.4 million
0: Morgan Scally. Four point two million dollar buyout. What that's does that big? mean? Well, that, let's talk about it. What, yeah. So, what it, does that in mean? case you
1: don't know, that was dropped on. Is it Sports Illustrated this past week? Uh, Morgan Scally got an up or new contract this season. Uh, upped his annual salary to one point four. Was one point one before. Uh, does not have coach in waiting. However, boo. He has all the leverage when it comes to find the financial piece of that contract.
2: He does, but is there a reason he does not have coach in waiting? Is yes, it because I mean, is it because Harlan is not sold on him? No, or is no. it because they're afraid of the PR backlash. It's
0: the PR backlash. I think Harlan I think Harlan is afraid of the PR backlash. Guess
2: what, Harlan? It's your problem, my friend. You started it.
0: I
1: when you look at that contract though and you look at the buyout, it's very normal for a buyout to decrease every year. Right, Scally stays the same. It doesn't decrease. If he's not retained on the coaching staff, if and when uh, Winningham's not there, he gets financially compensated for it. Quite well. Quite well. On top of what they would owe him for the remaining of his contract to buy him out. So that's why I said it doesn't technically say coach in waiting, but financially it does. <laughs>
2: Oh, financially it does, and and you would think that's the direction they're going, but it's it's still just. I just I'll be honest, I don't trust Harlan. I
0: don't. But I, I guess at that point, Scully oh, probably doesn't either. That's why he asked for the no, thing Right? Saying that, right?
1: <laughs> yes, there. I mean, obviously, there's some things with Harlan, but it it ultimately is the president's decision.
0: Oh,
2: for sure, for sure. The and and think. The heavens above, we have a competent, dedicated president who has an interest in football. Yes, that will be involved in that decision
1: and has been. A, I don't know if a part of the program, um, from a leadership role, but as a has connections with the program as a fan. Oh, for you know, sure. For, Growing up here, he, he, attending wears, the he wears red shoes to the football game. He's dedicated. It's it's not an outsider coming in to be president. It's someone that has been you know, following the program his whole life.
2: Right, right. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, it also makes you wonder if it, if this if this is being built into the contract as of now. What do they know about Kyle's future?
0: I didn't think about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, obviously there's questions there, but he just signed that contract extension to 2027. That doesn't mean he's going to stay till 2027. Is and is that is that due to
2: recruiting, right? You know, recruiting's huge. They want us. Yeah. They want people to think, "Hey, I'm here for the long run." Mm-hmm. And
0: well, and we all know that even if Kyle retires, he's got that consultant. Yeah, 10 yeah, Year I'm a, consultant. He's essentially so he's going to well, be part of the program and. He's essentially kind
2: of a de facto associate AD over football from the athletic department side of things. When he when he retires, yeah, you can you can promise he will be involved in the next head coaching decision. He will play a part. Yeah. You, I mean, you're you're being absolutely dumb if you're not going to utilize that resource. Oh, yeah. Who's on your your payroll and your staff, mm-hmm. right? If 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 Harlan is not giving him a say, that's a big problem.
0: Uh, if, that, if that were to happen, I think uh, the president would step in and say, ah. And hopefully replace our AD. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just a coincidence that the news of this dropped when ASU's looking for a new head coach? Oh, uh,
1: so there have been some rumors. And I did put that tweet out there that maybe Scully's getting a little luck.
0: Oh, well, they'd be dumb not to come can looking
1: imagine, at him. Can well, you imagine Scali at ASU, though? <laughs> can, can, can we also state <laughs> those? Seems like a,
2: not a great fit. No.
0: The, who would want that? You, you don't know what's hey, coming down the, the pipeline with sanctions. Congratulations.
2: I, we'll announce you tomorrow as the new head coach of ASU. Oh, and you're handcuffed for the next four years.
1: I, I do love how Kalani's name is got <laughs> dropped today.
2: Yeah, Kalani at ASU doesn't. Meshwell.
1: Well, he's already running an ASU program in Provo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Boom!
1: <laughs> Honor code!
2: He, he is good at skating the rules. He so. is good
1: at it and fits right in. I, you
2: know, maybe it's a better fit than I originally thought. And then,
0: then they get A Rod as their head coach down south.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would BYU, be awesome. 10. BYU fans just die if he left for ASU. And
2: for a Pac 12 school, no less. The lowly Pac 12.
1: All right, let's get back on. Let, to- let,
2: let, let them enjoy A Rod as their head coach for the next few years until Bednar puts them all to sleep. <laughs>
1: All right, let's let's look at this Utah Oregon State game. Oregon State coming into Salt Lake after losing a heartbreaker to USC 17 to 14. You got to give Oregon State credit. They hung in there and their game plan against USC They hung was in really there with good. four interceptions.
2: They should have won the game outright if their quarterback
0: was a little more accurate. He he looked Yeah. He looked he looked pretty shaky, <laughs> for that matter. So did Kayla Williams. What was he? Yeah, but I, mean, I think
1: he, that that was Oregon's game plan, right? The, to put pressure on him, to, to hit him as much as they could. And they're
2: going to do the same. For rising
1: exactly. Um, and but I think Utah can look at that game, and, and and almost similar to what ASU is, and make Oregon State try to beat you through the air.
2: Oh, I think that's yeah, that's that's going to be the game plan, right? I mean. You saw when last year was a perfect example, you allow a team to run on you, that opened up the, their passing game, and they, they just, we couldn't get them off the field. We could not mm-hmm. get them off the field. And now granted, when that happened, our D-line was pretty shaky still. Mm-hmm. They were not what they were at the end of last
1: season. No. And they, they, they got gassed too.
0: Yeah. Well, remember, Utah jumped out to a quick 14-0 lead in that game. And then and they just couldn't punt.
2: <laughs> oh, that was a disaster of a game. I don't even yeah. like thinking back to it. It's so disappointing. But with that being said, it's going to be a dogfight.
0: I'm kind of surprised at the spread of this game. I was too, actually, when that came after the... After such a close game against USC, to have that spread be that big. Now the yeah, fact
1: they that Utah ten and a half. Yeah, and but
2: I think it opened at eleven. It didn't opened it? eleven and a half. So obviously, the fact that it's you know we're not traveling to Corvallis, that's helpful. Um, it's at home. It's at Rice Eccles at noon. Why? Why are we doing noon games?
0: Nobody likes them. I'm going to be late because of it. Not in the evening anymore.
1: (laughs) 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 So save
2: my seat.
1: I haven't even been to an 8 o'clock game yet. (laughs) Boo! Yeah, I I, kind of feel bad Oregon State got put on Pac-12 back-to-back weeks. I don't care. But yeah, not a fan of the 12 o'clock kickoff at Utah. And I mean, you know that's the environment is just going to be great. (laughs) At yeah, rice right, echoes at noon, especially when they go with lighting of the cauldron.
2: You can do it, you fans. You're
0: doing it. Doing what? Using your imagination, Peter. you are playing with us, Peter. You're,
1: You're doing,
0: doing it, it. Peter, Peter. Peter. Oh, there it is—the flame of eternal youth.
2: You. Fans, you can do it. You can light the cauldron with your thoughts. How is it? Bang <laughs> Oh, are you guys excited for that
0: of Saturday or what? That's the worst part of the game. The absolute worst part of the whole game day experience. <laughs> it's so Mickey Mouse cheesy. I can't handle it. Just light it.
1: Just do a cool video and then light it.
0: Play. Play a scene from the 2002 Olympic Games when it was the deal and then light it. No one bring back the drums, pound the drums. As much as I hate the
1: drums, I would take the drums over the chanting. MC isn't even in sync with the chant. I can't handle
2: it. No. Well, yeah, that was bad, but we can get better. We just got to give it time. That's the problem. They never give anything time. They try it like twice.
1: You fans poo poo it. And then it's gone for eternity. <laughs> yeah, they force it, and it's not good. Yeah, they take and then and then they
0: away a decades of stuff that works with the cannon and just rip it out of the are stadium. you
2: me? This would be perfect. Fire the cannon at the torch. That's how it gets <laughs> lit.
1: These are not hard no, things. Bring Storm back. <laughs> the, 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 Put a the lit torch in his mouth. <laughs> have him fly over it. And as soon as he lies over it... <laughs>
2: Yeah, and he's dead. (laughs) He dies on impact.
1: Let's get marketing on the phone immediately.
2: It would be
0: more exciting than what's going on now.
2: You fans have been saying, we want the torch lit, right? And they should light it. But how they're lighting it... Mm
0: -hmm. Show the clip from the opening ceremonies when the the hockey team, the Miracle on Ice team, lit it.
1: I have a question. You went to the USC game last year. Mm -hmm. They light it before the 4th. What do they do for it?
0: I was thinking about this, too. Yes, they do light it before the fourth, and I'm trying to remember.
1: What do they, they go around the stadium and spell out USC?
0: You can do it, Trojans. <laughs> Everybody put on their Trojan cap. They all put up their two fingers and. You know, <laughs> <laughs> their fight on. Yes. Fight on. Uh, honestly, I can't remember what they do or say. I don't. I don't it didn't seem because as that, cheesy as what we but, do. Because
1: that though. doesn't matter. The whole point is lighting the cauldron. Yes, yes, That's the excitement part. And the same thing's at Utah. No one cares about chanting out U-T-A-H. Well,
2: th- okay, but here's the other thing. At USC, everybody can see the cauldron. True. Because it's in the stadium. Ours is buried in, the, in that corner where nobody can see it unless it's just on the Jumbotron.
0: What they do now has just got to go away. And they've got to figure out another way. It doesn't even have to necessarily be something that hypes up the stadium. it's just light it you yeah. know there's a lot of things. I've got a lot of opinions <laughs> on and we know
2: <laughs> how things are go up there, but what needs to happen? Traditions don't start over a month or even a season they 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 get established over a long period of time. Whatever they're gonna do, they've got to stay with it. Whether whether the fan base likes it or not, they got
0: to. St- otherwise, you don't. You're not gonna ever build a no, tradition. But this isn't this isn't something that can stick. It no, is so bad. I'm not that that I'm that aspect specifically needs to be changed because it. it I feel like I feel
2: like even Peter Pan would laugh at what <laughs> we're what we're doing. So that aspect has to change. But just just game game ops at the U is not good. There's no excitement.
0: There's n- swoop. Well, Swoop's not even involved in anything anymore. <laughs> the only good thing they've got going is the intro of the team. They've done a good job of that with the new state with the new at South End Zone. I I could tweak that a little bit. Well, it could probably be tweaked, but it's not lame. No, yes, it, it's it's good. It's a good entrance.
2: In college football, I don't it's like a good how it entrance. cuts
1: away from the team walking. I'd rather just have it on the team the whole time rather than keep cutting it and go to like different graphics. Well, why don't but... you
0: cry about it? <laughs> That's just my opinion. And <laughs> I'm trying to think what else is good. It's better than the, the bounce the house else, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually kind of oh, like the ball. It was cool to see and it sway. Just, before just they mute ran him out. Just before mute they him. Ra- No, I'm being serious. Before they ran out, you are swayed. not being serious. <laughs> yes, I am. When it would sway before they'd run out, I liked that. I thought that was cool. And then they'd come
2: out, and all the balls would just explode. <laughs> Give me a break. That was awful.
0: The only time you see swoop now is when he's he throwing can... throwing passes to the people trying to win five a thousand dollars from the credit union. Okay, can we or? Can... Can we not find a swoop that's capable of doing something? He really, they really... He, I don't know what the deal is. He rides a motorcycle no, out? No, he, he doesn't no, ride the he motorcycle. he doesn't ride the motorcycle. It's some Somebody else? guy with a helmet and a jersey. They had
2: a full off-season to train him how to drive a Harley 100 yards, <laughs>
1: and couldn't do it. I don't think they can. Why? I thought Other... there was some... I've heard of it, some liability thing, which is weird because Puddles does it.
0: In Colorado, University of Colorado, they all... Wrangle a bull <laughs> or a, a bowl. buffalo. A buffalo.
2: <laughs> they have the best entrance of any team in college football.
1: Too bad no one's there to see it.
2: That is true, but no. You, what we do is, I mean, BYU game ops wise, you see what you see what they the, that Cougars doing, and the entertainment factor that that Cougar does versus Swoop, it's redonkulous.
0: The halftime show of having the band come out and play the same song every week. Do we even have a game ops department, or is it just the 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 youth
2: volunteers that, that are extra from the concession stands? Do we give them, or, or do we put them in charge of halftime?
0: Would it be surprised? Well, and every year, it, when they do the timeouts or the between quarters, when they do the the throw for the thousand dollars from the credit union. Or the kick for the free haircut. That doesn't change. I mean, nothing. It's its know. all the same every year.
2: The, the fan experience at Rye Seckles is not great. It's not good. And
0: I have no confidence it's going to get better. It's, only, it's sellout after sellout after sellout because the football is good.
2: They're just coasting. They're coasting yeah. on yeah. the momentum of the program right now. And they're not they're not putting in effort. I mean, the fact that we still have no cell service inside Rice Cycles. Now, I was pleased to hear as I tuned into the Utah Man podcast last week that concession lines we had some progress yes, there. Yes. yes, still no TVs. Maybe they're on a boat from China.
0: <laughs> they actually drilled holes in the concrete and put poles in them.
2: And 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 so that really took care of the problem,
0: well, it freed up the walkway. Yeah. But I, time will tell if it took care of the problem. You remember game one or the first game where the issues occurred? It was an early game. It was hot, so people were out getting drinks and snow cones. You mean like and, come Saturday? <laughs> now this was a night game. It was cooler. People were in their seats at kickoff. So maybe time will tell if that actually solved the problem. It'll be interesting to see.
1: Before we wrap things up, we'll take a quick look at the Pac-12. As we mentioned, USC got a big win over Oregon State, seventeen to fourteen. Oregon beats Washington State, forty-four to forty-one. Oregon scores twenty-nine points in the fourth quarter to come back uh, and win that one. Just a now a, a shootout there in Pullman.
0: That was crazy. I. I didn't see the second half, but I watched the first half, and Washington State pretty much dominated the first half. And I was actually surprised. That was the first time I'd seen Washington State play. They've got some speed and some athletes on that team, but I that comeback must have been amazing in the fourth quarter. Uh, UCLA just dumps all over Colorado, 45-17. to
1: 17. Is this the worst Pac-12 team? It might be the worst like ever, yeah. I you know it Arizona
0: was bad what two years ago. It might be the worst p five team in the country they're
1: just they're they're embarrassing. imagine getting to that level where there's no hope for your program, Okay, did you see the video their mascot, not like the the costume one was playing solitaire <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> in the end zone during the game.
2: oh, oh you mean not the real one, <laughs> the <What>?
0: real bull? <laughs> the <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> I I know. (laughs) That would have been even better if the real Buffalo was playing (laughs) Solitaire.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, you know, keep in mind with the Pac-12 Championship game now not being division-based, but more uh, it's solely based on conference winning percentage, Uh, you know, I I like it. It makes all these games, uh, whether you're playing the North or South, uh, important. Uh, So it'll be interesting kind kind of going forward. Especially teams like Oregon State, where they've lost one. If they drop another one in Salt Lake, does that take them out of the Pac-12 Championship uh, already? Kind of interesting things to think about. Uh, so as we uh, close out this episode, Utah is hosting Oregon State. U- currently, Utah is a ten and a half point favorite. Scott, we'll kick it over to you. What's your score and who do you got?
2: I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be closer
1: than uh, than the spread.
2: I'm going, go, uh, I'm going to go Utes 34,
0: Oregon State 28. Kind of right along the lines of me. I do think it's going to be a closer battle, but I think Utah pulls away in the end, wins by double digits,
1: 34-24. I got a little bit lower scoring than you guys. I think this is really going to be a ground attack game. Um, between both teams and i think it's going to be a battle but i think utah pulls it out in the fourth quarter i got utah 24 oregon state 13 Ooh, the d holds them to 13 i'll take it that'll do it for this episode ryan where can people find you on twitter
0: at drum and feather drum the letter n feather
1: and scott
0: uh you man underscore
2: forever
1: you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Utahmanpodcast. You can listen to us at our home at utahmanpodcast.com. And anywhere you listen to a podcast, we are there. And hopefully Utah gets a win over the Beavers and starts conference at 2-0. And go Utes.
2: Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be till I die. Ki, We're good. Let's cut
0: it. The views and opinions
1: expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.